Hello, this is Gidon Rothstein, and this is the fourth parak of the Book of Mishle, the fourth chapter of the Book of Proverbs in the OU's Nachyomi project. In today's chapter, we're going to see what the commentary of the Vilna Gaon and get some of his perspectives on these uh, comments within Mishle. So the chapter opens up with the words, Shimu vani musar av bina, listen, my son, to or sons, to the discipline of a father, and pay attention to learn, and then bina, meaning something above that. Again, the Vilna Gaon, like many others, will understand bina to be lavin davar mitoch davar, to understand more, and to get more insight into something that you've already learned at a certain level. We'll see how he how he thinks you do that several times in the chapter as we come on. Here, though, the only major comment that the Vilna Gaon makes is one that reveals his general approach to commentary, which is to take words and to analyze them deeply. In this case, the word shim'u, he just notes and comments that there are three ways in which one can hear in the word hear. This is relatively similar to English, in fact. But he points out there are three um, terms. There's shim'u in terms of accepting, there's meaning he, so the, I hear you or I hear that as I accept that. Then there's Shimu just to listen to it, to know it, to get it. And then the third one would be that you pay attention to it. Um, are you, are you hearing me? Are you paying attention to me? Now that's not, he doesn't go very far with that. In, in this case, Shimu Banimusara would mean to accept, but, uh, it's the approach and the interest in being clear, having complete clarity about what the words mean that is a hallmark of the Vilna Gaon's approach. Now here the question in the Pasuk is, what's a lekach tov? The literal translation is, that JPS English has, for I give you good instruction. Ki Don't leave my Torah. Torah ti But here the Vilna Gaon introduces a contrast that comes up a couple of times in the parak. I won't mention it each time, but one to consider in that he says, Lekach Tov are the mitzvot, are the commandments of Judaism, in which he notes that they're called a Lekach Tov because they don't apply at all times. They're something that you take on particular occasions. You take them, first of all, there's action, you take them to do them, but it's only when appropriate, meaning it's not appropriate all the time, even something like tefillin which we nowadays have as a ritual, but in the times of uh, the Torah, was just a garment a Jew was supposed to be wearing all day, not at night. There was a rabbinic, uh, there's a whole discussion about whether tefillin should be worn at night at all, and there's a rabbinic prohibition to wear tefillin at night. But, um, and on Shabbat, certainly you didn't wear tefillin, but, but, but you would wear them all day. But even then, it's only all day. Wushaking a lulav is only a meaningful religious act in Judaism, Seven days a year, and and only one, uh, seven days a year in the Beit Hamikdash, according to the Torah, and one day everywhere else. But only those times. Same thing with eating matzah as a particular mitzvah. It's only on Pesach. That's a lekach tov. It's something that you take occasionally. Whereas Torah T, the Torah is always learning Torah. By the Torah, we mean learning Torah, the study of Torah, is always going to be valuable. And therefore, the pasuk says, the verse says, Alta Azovu. Don't leave my Torah study. To some extent, as a piece of intellectual history, it's kind of interesting because the Vilna Gaon is seen as one of the uh, lead forerunners of what becomes Lithuanian Jewry with what some see 
as a as a, an ex- excessive or um, at least a sharper focus on the study of Torah. The study of Torah was always seen as a great value, but in terms of the balance between Torah study and actions and mitzvot, Lithuanian Jewry is often pointed to as those who uh, promoted a stronger focus on the study of Torah. This comment here, he doesn't take it any further than that, but he doesn't in any way denigrate mitzvot, but he does point out that as a tool for constant service of God, mitzvot are an inferior one because they are not relevant constantly, whereas Torah study is relevant constantly, and that's what the Pasuk says according to the Vilna Gaon's reading. Pasuk Gimel Kiven Hayiti La'avi Rach V'yachid Lifne'imi because I was a son to my father and I was the tender darling of my mother and now they're going to teach me something, and that's what we're saying. This is, I'm trying to pass on, or Mishlei is trying to pass on to us the Lessons that that were learned. Vayoreini vayomeli yitmok devarai libecha shemor mitzvotai vechye. And he said to me, he, he gave me hora'a when I was loved and young and single. There, I mean, single not as an unmarried, meaning like a single child, an only child, were to whom the picture would be that a parent has the ability to fla- to to place all of their attention on that child. Um, so he gave me this instruction, meaning Hashem, or his, not really his parents, but Hashem, and then the Vilna Gaon says, and the point is, that these things that he's being told to do are not hard to do. Hashem isn't telling us what we, a very difficult thing. It's like uh, bread, and it keeps us alive, and that's the study of Torah. And it nutri- nu- uh, gives us nutrition, it nutrifies us. Aval, the Vilna Gaon says, Aval mitzvot hein, kibu shein tovim lifrakim. Another example of that. So that's, uh, your heart, my heart should always have Torah in it, his words, um, Hashem's words, but when they're available, when they're, um, when they're appropriate, we should keep the mitzvot and live. This is going to be a new aspect of the issue of Torah, but the verse says, purchase wisdom. Kenevina purchased the greater level of wisdom, don't forget. And then I'll take me and don't turn away from the words of my mouth. The Altishkach um, Torah is going to be don't ever forget. And Altaid would mean don't move when it's relevant, but that's not my interest here. The word Kene means to purchase in two cases purchase wisdom and then purchase insight or greater wisdom. And yet the Vilnagon translates them not quite the same way. Kenechochma. He says, if you can't learn on your own for free, meaning by his time there are enough books out there that if one has books, one can just sit and learn on one's own. If for some reason you can't do it for free, then he says, the Pasuk is telling you, you have to purchase it, you have to buy it, you have to pay money to get, to be able to get to wisdom. I would have thought the same thing would be about Kanevina, except that the Vilna Gon is going to, does assume that you can't purchase Bina because it's not out there. It's something that you have to develop. You have to develop insight for yourself because you because whatever somebody else gives you is Chochmah. It's not greater insight. It is the base level insight. You need to go further. What he says, therefore, is, and this gives understanding of how he thinks one develops this greater insight. He says, buy yourself a friend. That's based on a mission and a vote and how you buy friends. As a topic, you have to look up Pirkei Avot to understand. It probably means something like, do those actions that will get people to, in a sincere way, I don't mean, we don't mean make it up, but do those actions that will get people to like you and want to be friends with you and want to hang out with you so that you can have friends to work with together. And then he says, Lahazbir Imo, 
to learn together and to be translating and working over learning with each other. You get to Bina. A first indication that for the Vilna Gaon, the process of achieving Bina is by sitting with somebody else and going over one's Chochmah and that will develop insight. We'll see more of that in a couple of minutes. Don't leave the Torah and it will watch over you. Love it. And it will, again, watch over you. This Pasuk will be interesting in that it contrasts with the Ralbag. The Ralbag has spoken a lot about the fact that one who learns Torah and is involved with mitzvot earns God's greater providence. I might have expected the Vilna Gaon to say something like that as well. Except the Vilna Gaon translates this whole Pasuk in terms of the learning of Torah. And when he says, it'll watch over you, watch over you, by watch over you, he means that you will achieve this greater insight if you love it. And then he says to review it constantly. Then it will watch over you to give you the greater insight. Uh, to give to give you the havana of davar mitokdavar. Another example where for the Vilna Gaon insight stems from repeat uh, repeat review. That's an approach. Meaning, let's say I we have uh, the corpus of the Talmud of Shas, and you want to know how to develop the deepest insight into it. Some people will say. You study as well as you can, and as you study, you study many commentaries, and from seeing a range of perspectives, you build up an understanding of that range. This, this is a fairly reasonable description of the of the approach that I was taught growing up in Yeshivot. You learn a range of perspectives, and then you sit and you consider that range, and you see the parameters, and you develop a deeper insight into the sugya that you were studying. The Vilna Gaon doesn't talk about that here, at least at all. What he talks about is constant review, repeated review, and in repeatedly reviewing it, you see it from new perspectives. I don't mean repeatedly viewing only the same thing. I'm not talking about not learning the range of opinions. The Villain certainly had a wide range of knowledge of various opinions. But the point was that you don't sit and think hard to get, he doesn't talk about sitting and thinking hard to get greater insight. He talks about repeat review. Pasuk Zayin, Rishit Chochma, Kinei Chochma, Ovechol Kinyancha, Kinei Vina. Again, uh, I'm sorry. The, the difference between Chachma and Bina will get, will hear once, will hear lead the Vilna Gaon to need to translate seemingly, um, similar terms in different ways. Because Rishit Chachma, Kenei Chachma is at the beginning of Chachma, you have to have Chachma, purchase Chachma, and then in all your Kinyanim, get Bina. Sounds like it should be the same thing, except that one is at Rishit and one is at Kinyancha. In this case, the Vilna Gaon says that when you come to learn, the f- as a part of the beginning, you have to have some Chochmah already. To get Chochmah, you have to have a little bit of Chochmah. Maybe the tools of Chochmah or understanding the proper method of getting Chochmah. So at the very beginning, that's what you have to purchase. So that's always learning. And then after that, you start thinking. And But then once you start learning and you're thinking, along the way, once you've learned, he says, when you've learned a lot, meaning the Vilna Gaon would seem to be opposed to a premature expectation of the ability to develop great insight. This would be the question about places of study, and this isn't only within Torah, you have this question within secular or in general studies as well. When is somebody qualified to be developing greater insight? Velagon says, once you've learned a lot, then, and again, he puts in the words, in all of your purchases, purchase this greater insight. I might have thought that means wherever you go, you can get greater insight. But the Vilna Gon is understanding it as you get a friend, and the friend will help you. By sitting with a friend and bouncing ideas off of the other is how you can develop 
this greater bina. Hug her to you. Be close to it, to wisdom. And she will exalt you, bring you honor if you embrace her. And then Pasuk Ted, he sees as part of the same thing. will give a crown to, or wreath to your head. And then, I'm sorry, a crown, it will, um, with a glorious, it will also provide you with grace and, and wonderfulness. Vilnagon thinks that the, the, the insight that you get by, and he puts it in one more time, by reviewing and going back over it again and again, trying to come back to it, trying to understand it better, not leaving it, all of that will produce, and now he talks about the difference between chen and tiferet. Chen is something that comes out from inside of you. Chen, the Vilnagon says, is bechachma uvina, chen, was often in Jewish history and certainly and the Vilna Gaon as well. I remember Professor Persky, Allah Shalom, my Rebbe, teaching, reminding me that Chain for many, many people was seen as an uh, acronym, a Rashi Tevot for Chochmat Hanisteret, and therefore Titen Lecha, Titen Lecha, the Rashkali Viat Chain will mean that you'll get, and he says, Bechochma Ubina Yumalin Alecha Chain. It could be Chochmani Sarah, but it'll be a grace that comes from without you that everybody will see. It'll be something about you. Whereas a Teratif Eret, he says, it's not about you. It'll be about how the people around you celebrate you or appreciate you. Tiferet is what your family members take in you. They see you as great and wonderful. Rather than coming from out of you, you'll get both of those from the study of Torah. Listen, my son, take my word, and they will add to you Many years of life. Just for contrast, many years of life. If we saw that in the Ralbag, we would have expected the Ralbag to say, literally, that Torah, uh, that Torah will protect you and save you and increase your lifespan. As we did see in the previous parak. The Vilna Gaon, however, says that it's talking about Torah and mitzvot. Shema b'ni means at the beginning you have to hear it from somebody else, learn it from a rabbi, and then review it a lot. Then, or he says, Kachamarai will mean, like in the beginning of the chapter, to fill the mitzvos, which are something you have to take occasionally. And then, Yerbul Chashnu Chayim, they will add years, they will give you years of life. He does not assume it means it will add to your lifespan. He assumes it means it will affect the quality of your life. Because he quotes a Chazal, where Chazal say, are there years of life and years of not life? But rather, it will turn years that, that originally in some way been predicted or fated for you to have hard or bad years, and they will turn them into good years. So whereas the Ralbag was, and the Ralbag is, is more of a rationalist in philosophical terms than the Vilna Gaon, and yet the Ralbag thinks that, uh, study of Torah will add years to one's life. The Vilna Gaon is, doesn't go, is not willing to go that far. He only goes far to say that they will change the quality and the, uh, and improve the quality of the years of your life. I'm teaching the right way to go. And in the, uh, circles of, in, so, Magala Yosher, the English has, Derech is the way of wisdom, and Magala Yosher is the in straight courses. But, as we saw, as, as the Malbim does it, as others do it, the difference is that Derech is a straight path, and Magala sounds like a circular path. Villagon, we'll see that again, we'll see that once more as a description of the difference between Torah and Mitzvot or Masin Tovim Gudit. Torah is a derech in which you just go in the straight path and it's a large straight path and you just do it the right way. 
But Mahagav Yosher, and, and the Vilna goes, that's called a derech because almost any way you study Torah, he says anyway, I think by our times there are, unfortunately, negative ways to study Torah as well, but he says any way you study Torah is going to be good. And Ma'asim Tovim, though, you have to plan the right way. You have to watch, you have to make Kedarim, you have to guard yourself from doing the wrong thing. And that's why it says Bima'agale, and, and the, in a language of many, right? There's one derech of Torah. It's a big, large, wide road, a major highway, but it's one. Whereas there are Ma'agale Yosher, he says, a little bit of a pluralist coming out, he says there are many ways in which you can do good deeds. There are many kinds of good deeds you can do, and there are many ways you can do them. That's Ma'agaliyosha, but it's also Ma'agaliyosha. It's not a straight road, because you have to watch yourself carefully in order to make sure you do it in the right way. When you go, um, your steps will not have problems. You're going to walk without breaking stride, and you're going to run, and you won't stumble. Um, why should why 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 is Mishnah even worrying about this? The Vilna Gaon thinks that in order to go in the paths of Hashem, first you have to start off in going in a small and narrow opening. An interesting approach to his experience of the way Torah and mitzvahs work. It's not true that Torah and the the, the proper paths of, of life are just open and easy to get to. At the beginning, at least, you have to go through a, a narrow. Opening and and there's some suffering, some trouble, some disciplining that has to go in there until you get to the right way and you're firmly settled on it. For the Vilna Goldman, it's not a natural experience to be just good in the ways of Hashem. It takes changing oneself and forming oneself and shaping oneself. And you know it's Kila because at the opening, that's his translation, that's his understanding of the Pasuk in Breshit, where Hashem tells that to Cain, uh, to Cain, that the opening sin is waiting for you, and to get through the opening, you have to get by, you have to push by sin, and therefore it's a small th- opening. And then the second challenge he notes within doing the right thing is that he worries that people try to jump too high and too far for what their proper level is. Meaning, if I am a young person who still has many, many character flaws, and I'm going to try to adopt all of the characteristics of a great Sadiq who has spent years and years and years developing himself, that could be a significant problem. That's in Tarutz. So the, the promise of the Pasuk and Mishle, according to the building on, is in Tarutz If you try to jump too far, you won't fail. Because Torah is going to protect you if you if you go with Torah. He doesn't say now whether the question is whether you'll be able to jump farther than you should be, or if he says if you try to jump, Torah will help you understand that it was wrong to jump that way and protect you from the ordinary negative consequences of trying to jump too far. I don't think he clarifies that, but he's certainly aware. He is uh, articulately aware of the challenge of growth within Torah and growth within. Righteousness and the danger that appears to many of trying to jump too far. Hold on to this discipline, to this understanding, and don't let go. And watch over it and hold it because it is your life. Once you adopt it, the Vilna Gaon says, it means you can't ever leave it. And you have to always, and what does that mean? You have to watch over it and keep to it. Another example of his style or his understanding of religiosity 
Tosif Tamid Gidarim, you have to always add to yourself new uh, guards, new avenues of discipline to keep yourself and be sure you stay on the right path so that you don't come to give it up so that you can, because he says the central thing of life, what people are alive for is is to break through the negative aspects of yourself that you haven't broken through now and that's why you have to always get stronger and strong at it and if you're not going to do that, Vilna Gaon says, sharp terminology, why, why, why should you live? Another example of what eventually became, and in the Vilna Gaon, one could talk about his biography, and I don't intend to at all, and how much, because we don't know enough about him, and how much he did or didn't do this. I mean, I think he did it a lot. The question is whether it shades over into something that we would see as being excessive. Later generations of Lithuanians easily could fit the category of having focused excessively on this question, of how do I break the negative in myself, when there's two sides to that question. There's breaking the negative, and then there's achieving the positive. I firmly believe that Vilna Gaon was aware of that. In this context, and perhaps it's just in the uh, flow, in the heat of writing a commentary on a particular pasuk, he let this out. But even a statement like that said once is the kind of thing that taken to extremes could uh, could warp uh, a balanced perspective of what Judaism is, by which I don't mean that you do, we don't need to break ourselves and break our negative characteristics. I mean that letting that become the everything of Judaism could be a problem because then we see it all as a negative process. And even in this paragraph, the villain going has pointed out many positive aspects. By positive, I don't mean good as opposed to bad. By positive, I mean achieving as opposed to avoiding negative, uh, avoiding the wrong. If I avoid murder, that's an important thing. And if I have a natural tendency towards murder, I definitely need to make strong efforts and to add always to myself watch things to watch over myself. A better example perhaps would be if I'm an alcoholic, I definitely need to make sure that I never take a drink again and I have to add in all sorts of and learn over the course of my life. It might be that at some point in my life I come to realize that I can't step into a bar at all. It's not just I can't take any drink. I have to avoid a bar. And then it might be that I have to avoid certain people who always are the ones who will try to encourage me to drink even though it's bad for me. There is that process of continually finding the Gdarim that that protect me from my own personal weaknesses is absolutely one the Vilna Gaon says and that I think any religiously sensitive person would recognize is one that we have to be involved in. I would just worry whether the Vilna Gaon saying that that's all of what a human being is about could be taken the wrong way. I think he means that it is essential and central and vital and necessary as being part of the continuing religious profile of a religiously sensitive person. That's Pasuk Yidgeva. Pasuk Yidalib, Oruch Rishayim Atavov, Ata Asher B'derech Raim. Then they go on first, we'll note a common, a, what becomes a common distinction between an Orach and a Derech. An Orach is a small little path. A Derech is a, um, large open highway. The Orech Rishayim Atavov, in the context Rishayim, are those who sin bin Adam the Makom, meaning their sins are primarily in matters of faith and ideology and serving God and in, in, in the way of serving God, whereas Raim are those who are evil to other people. And the Gaon thinks that, based on Ma'amarim and Chazal, where Chazal say that most people commit theft, whereas a minority of people commit arayot, sexual impropriety, which the Vilna Gaon is understanding to be largely a sin between the human being and God. There are therefore more ra'im than there are rishaim, and that's why rishaim is thought of as an as an orach, 
Orach Rishayim, because there are very few people on it. Don't go on that Orach, and I'll share Derech Raim. On the, in the case of Orach, since it's so small and there's so few on it, all you have to do is not go on it. But in the case of Raim, it's more than that. You have to stay further away. You have to, since they do it in the open, you have to not even be me'asher, you have to not even support it. I mean, the Rishayim out there in the Villa Gons time, in our time, I think that situation is not quite the same. I think the questions of faith and of meeting up with people who have wrong faiths and wrong perspectives of God and our understanding of God and Torah, even within Judaism, is much greater than it was in the Vilna Gaon's time. It's a much greater challenge. But but he's saying that because there are so few of them, it's called an orach, and then just don't go on it. But Re'im will do it in the open, and it's a way of life, and there are many of them, and therefore it's a derach, and there you have to alte asher. Pasuk tervav pira'ehu Va'avor. This he sees as being a way to break one's attachment to any wrong thing. And he says the way that you uh, break a certain desire is you always have to, is, and he, he thinks it's not to just jump to the other extreme, similar to what we saw before where he worries about people trying to jump too high in their levels of observance here too. He says you can't just jump uh, to the other extreme to break your break yourself. Meaning, the Rambam famously noted that if it comes to a character trait that you don't like, let's pick a ter- character trait. Let's say I t- um, I talk too much. Let's suppose I think I talk too much. The Rambam says that the model characteristic in any case is the moderate. People say the middle middle is uh, misleading because you think it means just pick some place in the middle. There's not always a definable middle, but in the characteristic of speech. Where one who speaks too little is a problem because he's too silent. One who speaks too much is a problem because he's too talkative. You want to achieve a middle, which would mean a moderate and a proper appropriate to speaking properly and the right amounts. Let's suppose a person feels that they talk too much. The Ramam's uh, prescription for that situation was to go to the other extreme for a certain period of time until one had trained oneself to understand where the middle moderate place was and then to live with it. He thought, he thought this was a thing to do. The Rambam, and I believe he gets it from Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics, this was a strategy to adopt with any characteristic. I talk too much. Uh, for some period of time, I under-talk at the other extreme to teach myself the middle. I get to, I, it takes me too long to get angry when it's appropriate. For some period of time, I teach myself to be angry. <laughs> anger is a bad example because the Rambam might have been very against anger. But uh, uh, So I, I, I spend too little money. I am too miserly with my money for some period of time I should spend more than that not tremendously excessively but more than that to teach myself to be looser with my money in all such things Vilna Gaon here in our Pasuk Tedvav notes however that you can't always jump to the other extreme so easily if I'm so talkative, I might not be able to stop and restrain myself. And if I set that as a goal, I might fail. I, I talk way too much. I come into a party. There are ten people around the dinner table. It's going to be two hours of a party. My general tendency is that I am the one talking for an hour and twenty-five minutes of that of that hour of that two-hour dinner party. Clearly, an excessive amount. But if I come in the next time and say, just for practice. I need to restrain myself, and out of two hours, 120 minutes of a dinner party, I need to speak not only the 12 minutes that might be my allotted chair in a two-hour dinner party for 10 people, but I'm going to speak only for three minutes. But if I'm used to an hour and 25 minutes, I might not be able to get there. Therefore says, Pira'ehu, our Pasuk is telling you, Pira'ehu al-Tavorbo, Avor, is telling you that you have to go little by little until you get 
until you get to the stage where you can get to that other extreme and then you can train yourself to achieve the moderate. Meaning the next dinner party I might go to, assuming I get invited, if I'm a person who speaks uh, an hour and 25 minutes out of two hours, but assuming I get invited, the next one I might go to, it might be an accomplishment if I only speak for an hour. My goal is still to get to the other extreme and stay there for a while to train myself in the moderate path, but it will take uh, some steps to do so. Pazik Tetzayin, Kilo Yishnu Imlo Yareyu, Vinigzulu, Shinatam, He's talking now about avoiding the evil paths. And again, the Yareyu would theoretically have been um, the evildoer Ben Adam Lachavero in an interpersonal kind of a way. And here the Vilna Gon says these kinds of Ra'im, of people, for them, the evil that they do, the wrongs that they do, are a source of life. They're a source of, of sustenance. And therefore, when they go to sleep, the focus of their sleep, the thing that they're looking for in their sleep is to think of new ways to do evil. They can't, they don't go to sleep if not for the ability to be thinking and looking for new ways to do evil. Because in Pesach Zion, they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of lawlessness. Now the God says the wickedness that they do, now you could have said Resha here would have meant Ben Adam Lamakom and ways of evil towards God, but the Vilnagon does not bring that up again here. But he does note a distinction between kinds of evil that is like bread to them, but but Hamasim, he thinks it means Miriim, which I believe he thinks means um when they do evil to others in a way that doesn't directly benefit them, but it's uh, but they just enjoy it. It's a Hamas towards others. Others suffer for it, but they don't really gain anything from it. That's more like wine. That's more like a, a delicacy. It's more like an added benefit, but it's not a direct uh, pleasure to them. It's not a direct benefit to them, and therefore it's not like lechem. It's not a sustenance to them. It's an added, and that they could sleep without if they had to. But the paths of the righteous, as we saw earlier, is like the breaking through of the sun. So it's an orach, remember? Why is it an orach? Because he says, he doesn't say because there are only very few tzadikim, which he could have said, there are very few righteous people. He says because the beginning of the path is very small and narrow, and then as you go in it and you develop within it, this comes back to his earlier comment that the path of tikkut, of righteousness, at the beginning you have to get by the narrow opening, to get by chatat, to get by sin, and then you grow in it and it develops and it widens and broadens. Here he thinks that Mishle is comparing it to the, to the, 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 to the rising of the sun, the dawn, in that when the dawn first comes it's very narrow and small and the, then the first few rays of lights are very small, but then over a relatively short period of time, it bursts forth into being the sunlight for the day, and that is the comparison to be made here to the Orach of Tzadikim. Whereas, contrast again, Orach is for Tzadikim, a small narrow, Derech is wide open for Rishaim, and it's wide open, and everybody knows it, and that's what, but it is dark. And it is dark in the sense of, the Vilna Gaon says, in the sense of that they don't see that it's evil, they don't see that it's wrong, the people who walk on this path, and therefore they have no clue as to when they are going to stumble, when they are going to have problems, when they are going to fall, because they don't see the path. And that, I think, personally, to me, is one of the difficult and challenging things of of either being evil or the ways in which I am evil, and we all, unfortunately, all of us are evil and not yet succeeded, but of those who are even more ensconced and, 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 and meshed in their 
wrong ways of life is that the Vilna Gaon is pointing out that it's a derech afela. They don't even know that it is. It's one thing to say I'm addicted to cigarette smoking and I I'm, I'm not, but for one to say I'm addicted to cigarette smoking and I know it's going to cause me lung cancer and I'm worried about it and I'm trying to break the habit but it's extremely difficult to break. That's a person who is in a path which is an unfortunate one, is a difficult one and will have negative consequences and they're struggling with it as we all do with many other examples of sin that I could bring up. And each of us, as the Lord said, are trying to get ourselves to the other extreme to teach and learn the moderate way to avoid, to walk in the paths of righteousness, etc., but Rishaim often don't even know that the path that they're in is a problem, and therefore they can't even know how to avoid and how to change their path. Listen to my words and to what I have to say. Keep them firmly in your heart. Because they are life for those who find them, and they will heal your entire body. Here the Vilna Gon just notes that he thinks that that means somewhat literally that Mitzvot, in fact, are, have a healing effect on the human physical body. He notes that there are 248 words in the recitation of Shema, as the Gemara says, and that is meant to show that even something like, which might seem fairly simple, like the recitation of Shema, does in fact provide a physical benefit to the human being, and he thinks that's true of mitzvot in general. He notes a Gemara that says that if you say even just saying Shema properly, the Gemara says, well, make them cool off Gehenom, that will help protect you from the fullest consequences of one's sins. And that seems to be an actual metaphysical reality for the Vilna Gaon. From all that, you should be guarding, guard your mind, because you get from it. And the Vilna Gaon sees the end of this paragraph, just saying the four different important parts of the body you have to protect from evil. So here's your heart, which he sees as the seed of the mind and the emotions and knowledge and all of that. Make sure you don't speak in the wrong way. And saying the wrong thing with your lips, take away from yourself. And then your eyes should look in the right place and see only the right things to look for wisdom and to look for the right thing. And then when you walk and go places, make sure that you go to places of to go to places of goodness and rightness rather than the paths of Rishayim, but Palais, the Vilna Gaon sticks in one more time, the idea that Palais means a gentle uh, developing and disciplining of yourself, not just trying to jump from one katsa, one extreme to the other extreme, because he sees that as impossible. Don't turn right and left. Take your legs away from evil. Uh, and, and that's the end of the parak, leaving us with two or three main ideas of the parak. One main idea being that the Vilna Gaon sees great insight at developing from constant and repeated review. A second one being that one can, that one has to, that the process of breaking one's evil habits is a necessary vital part of becoming righteous and going on to the paths of righteousness. And then, and then the last one, or a last one that I would note, being that he sees even when you're trying to form yourself and shape yourself, not to think you can go from one extreme to the other instantly and suddenly, but you have to take yourself gently on that path, striving to get to that other extreme to train yourself properly and appropriately. Have a great day.